At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. We begin the Wednesday edition of Big Bets here at South Point Casino and Hotel in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Dave Ross and Walshaw coming at you for the next two hours. Going to have Steve Mackinac join us here, of course, our VSIN editor, later on this hour to talk about some of his uh, some of his trends he sees for Super Sunday as we get closer and closer to the big day. And JVT Jonathan Von Tobel, our uh, VEASAN senior NBA analyst, is going to join us in hour number two. Really nothing to talk about in the NBA after last night, is there? I don't know what happened. Oh, the Lakers lost to OKC. Oh, and LeBron James became the all-time scoring leader in the history of the NBA. They stopped the game for about four hours, I believe, and then resumed the third quarter and then finished the game when OKC uh, got that win in L.A. Look, it, it's so curious to me of how people quantify what we saw last night in Los Angeles. And, look, people are going to have their opinions of who's the GOAT. People are reading into the body language of Kareem. Was he even happy to be there for the ceremony and pass the torch to LeBron? Well, maybe he's depressed because his kid's in jail for murder. That could be a more pressing <laughs> issue for Kareem than the all-time scoring. Like to, I like to deal in factualities. <laughs> right. And also, I don't know if you saw this, but th they've got cameras of Anthony Davis who sat down when LeBron. Like, all these weird conspiracy theories out there of who's happy, who's not. I, I think we can all just appreciate LeBron for what he's done, for what he's actually accomplished. But right now, once you get in it, First all-time in points, fourth all-time in assists, ninth all-time in steals, ninth all-time in threes, four-time champion, four-time MVP, uh, four-time finals MVP, 19-time All-Star, two-time Olympic gold medalist. The numbers are irrefutable, Counselor, but we can't get into the mythical debate of who's the GOAT. Can't we just appreciate what MJ did, what Kareem did, and what LeBron has done, and to each their own? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the problem is ESPN doesn't know how to fill content, so they needed to create a phony <laughs> debate a couple of years ago, and that's why they've done it. And look, here's the thing that's very telling to me, okay? Yeah. Everybody that saw Jordan play, I don't see many people that say that Jordan isn't the greatest. Everybody that says LeBron's the greatest, they never saw Jordan play. It's pretty simple. You know, I grew up in Cleveland. I can't stand Jordan, okay? And I, it wasn't even like I was some huge Cavs fan, but I always like teams in any city I've lived in for them to do well. And this guy was absolutely just, it's, it's not even a comparison. Here's, to me, the ultimate guy to speak on this is Ray Allen. Jesus Shuttlesworth. Yeah. He got game literally said, 
I think he's like top five. It was the greatest interview ever. He's on with Dan Patrick. And Dan Patrick, is there anything he can do? And, and he, I love his answer. And he's like, he basically said it without saying what I would have said to Dan Patrick, which was, are you an idiot? It's not even close for me. He goes, it's Jordan all day. He goes, he could beat you defensively. He could beat you offensively. He could do it all. He always made the prudent play to win. LeBron's a great player. But you know what people forget? And this is, to me, what summarizes the difference between Jordan and LeBron. Game five of the NBA Finals, 2011. Oh. LeBron James scored two points in the fourth quarter. You want to find me a game five of an NBA Finals where MJ scored two points in the fourth quarter? Yeah, the Dallas series still is almost like... You, you think LeBron's losing that bag of dirt? I, there's no way MJ's losing that to, to that Dallas team. No disrespect to Dirk and company. But again, look, that's, that's the debate today. We've heard it all day. You know, props to LeBron. I, look, I, I've obviously watched their entire careers as well. To me, it's Jordan. It's it's not. Is it close? I guess you could say it's close, but to me, it's still MJ. But again, Kareem. I saw the majority of Kareem. I didn't see Kareem in Milwaukee. I right. saw kind of, kind of later Kareem, and I think he's almost criminally underrated in the debate for a guy who's got the titles like Jordan does, who has you know had the scoring mark until yesterday and held, held it since '84, and they changed the rules because of Kareem. I mean, there's not many people that they actually do that with with dunking and when you can dunk and those sort of things. So like. If we really want to have a, a full-throated debate of who is the greatest, then you have to look at Wilt and Kareem and some other guys that came well before today's generation. I think you bring up a great point. Don't want to get an extended debate on this thing, yeah. but the, here's the thing I, I would say also. How does LeBron just automatically surpass Kobe Bryant? Guys. You know, my question is, look, field goal percentage-wise, obviously Kobe was not as good. But you know the one thing that really stands out to me between Jordan and Kobe compared to LeBron? 10% better at the free-throw line. That's a huge glaring number when you think about uh, how far away or, I mean, how much quicker he could have broken this record if he was more efficient at the foul line. Also, I'm telling you right now, LeBron James is not taking Pau Gasol and the rest of those guys to an NBA title the way Kobe did twice. I mean, he had Kyrie who made the big no. shot against Golden State. He had Dwayne Wade, uh, Ray Allen. I mean, it's, it, you know, it's just simply just glossed over. All, all I know is you, everybody that I know that watched NBA's basketball in the 90, a lot of people didn't like Jordan, but yeah. you respected his greatness. When the, when the Bulls came to town, it was like the Rolling Stones or U2 playing a concert. It, it was sold out. By Everywhere way, you go. Those Kobe titles with Pal. I was told at the time that Pal Gasol, the king of Spain, was the guy that was, uh, you know, wasn't Kobe. Like, these are the debates that were happening in, in real time. But I do think we have a stat that we have to keep an eye on here because NBA memes has alerted us that Udonis Haslam is just 31,826 points away from breaking LeBron's all-time scoring record. So, while we want to crown LeBron today, <laughs> you Haslam's right there. But, right on his heels. But, but you He's know what? I'm, on the door. I'm glad they tweeted that because I'll tell you one thing. Tip of the cap to Udonis Haslam. He's been a great teammate and such a respected guy in Miami. They've kept him around as a player assistant for so long. Yeah. Think about this. There are guys like Kyrie Irving who's in my – I was having this conversation with somebody the other day. In the last decade, Kyrie's got to be one of the top five talents in the NBA, right? Like oh, yeah. LeBron, KD. Um, I'm not going to put Steph in that category because from a pure talent standpoint, there are guys that have been better. But in terms of what his ability is, but this guy can't be happy and nobody wants to play with him after a while – Absolutely a credit to Udonis Haslam for being able to last in the league this long by just being a great teammate. He, he, I mean, at this point, for the past 40 years, he's essentially just been a player coach. Yeah, I mean, he's meant. on the roster, but he's he's basically just coaching that team. But, but think about a guy like Pat Riley, who's as respected mm -hmm. as anybody in this league, thinks that highly of you, and Spolscher, who's oh, very man. respected, for them to keep you around says a lot about Udonis Haslam. Totally. No question. Again, like, you know, these are the type of debates about, you know, you're taking up a roster spot, too, to keep him on there. So that's how much it's, that, that's the important of having him there as the player coach role because it's not so much the player anymore, but you're actually, quote-unquote, wasting a roster spot, and they don't have many in the NBA to do that. That does show you the value there. I don't know. We'll talk about this maybe with JVT in hour number two because, again, it's always Laker-centric here in the NBA and certainly with LeBron now breaking the record. A report that uh, Darvin Ham and, and, and Russell Westbrook got into it at halftime of said game yesterday. So they weren't on the history front yesterday. They were arguing. I remember they were six and a half points favorites against the Thunder. They lose outright by three at home. The, the, the over does cash there as you go over 260, 263 for the total there. Uh, and I know Laker fans are, I don't know what they're hoping for at this point. Like, is this it? Has the Lakers season just ended last night with LeBron? getting the scoring title, and that's it? Like, what are you going to do for an encore? Are they going to even make the playoffs in a down Western Conference? Like, if you're a Laker backer, good luck if you're a Laker backer, but, like, 
What is now the upside to the rest of the season? Because it feels like it culminated last night. Well, Right now, they've played 55 games, so they have 27 games remaining. They are two back of Utah for that final 10th spot to be able to get into the play-in situation. Uh, I mean, you have a lot of teams sitting there. Look, they could make a push potentially. Excuse me. I don't know if they do or not. Um, you know, Anthony Davis not being healthy has never been a benefit. I mean, this guy. Street clothes Davis. That's such a great. God, Barkley's got so many great names. It's amazing nickname. <laughs> Street clothes. That is, that is such a great nickname. Just, oh, how could you say it? It's funny. Like, who, 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 it's who are these funny. people? Who are these people oh, you're talking about? It's just uh, the truth. Social media. The, the, the softies on social media. It's the truth. He's injured a lot. He doesn't play. He wears street clothes. Where he wears a dang uniform? Get over it. That's it. Otherwise, otherwise, by the way, the best was when Rich Paul came out to defend him, and then like a day later, Davis gets hurt. <laughs> that was the best. I mean, like you're asking what Lakers fans would want. Like you, you should be a little upset that that all you. I mean, you got a championship in the bubble. That's that's big. I'm not one of those people that just erases history with yeah. what happened in the bubble. I think we were, there were definitely teams that wanted to be there, teams that didn't want to be there. Um, but look, they still won an NBA title there. But man, between injuries and mismanagement of this roster, I you're sitting there for a Lakers fan. You've got Anthony Davis and LeBron James on the same roster. You should have been able to figure out something better than what they've seen over the past couple of years. Thirteenth in the West in this Western Conference. Is embarrassing. I would agree with that. That, that. that is just like you go, wait a minute. Like, props, we give the roses to LeBron for, for the individual achievement. But you're 13th in the West. And LeBron, by the way, says he feels as good as he's ever felt. I find that hard to believe. But that's what he says. I, I saw Hunter Mahan. For those of you who don't remember Hunter Mahan, he was uh, once on the Ryder Cup team and once a top five player in the world of golf. He tweeted out that if you took away, and Kelly doesn't, the bubble year, that this would be an abstract disaster of LeBron's time in LA. If you just look at it uh, over, that's a, great, that's a great point, right? That if you just look, if now look, I'm, I'm with Kelly though. I don't take away the the bubble. Uh, you did get the bubble championship. Whether or not we want to put an asterisk by it or not, it still happened, and so LeBron gets credit for that. But everything else, what's gone right? Nothing. Well, you know, you mentioned Darvin Ham and Russell Westbrook getting into it. Darvin Ham to me is like Brian Ferentz, the son of Kirk Ferentz. Yes. Just keep your mouth shut and keep collecting those checks. Yes. I don't know if you saw the new restructured deal Brian Ferentz got I at did. Iowa. $50,000 dropped off from nine hundred dollars to eight fifty. dollars Woo. Oh, my God. I hope he can afford to go out eat at IHOP in, uh, you know, I'm in Iowa City. I'm concerned. And then they have to average 25 points a game with Cade McNamara under center. So that Hawkeyes defense is going to have a ton of pressure this year. They're going to have to get at least three defensive touchdowns a game and a couple of safeties. But, you know, to me, you're absolutely right when you look at it. That's why I don't understand guys like Darvin Ham getting into it with guys like Russell Westbrook. The acquisition of Russell I thought was terrible. Russ hasn't been able to play. You know, if it wasn't for the great Kiwi uh, Stephen Adams allowing him to stat pad, we wouldn't even be talking about Russell Westbrook. James Harden and Kevin Durant were far better once they left there because they weren't playing with Russ. Yep. Nobody, listen, you know, I respect Russ because nobody plays harder than him. No. Yep. But that guy's a supreme chucker. Yep. That guy could come over and put bricks up on your house. Yep. I mean, that, I mean, what do you want me to say? But he was a great player. He no longer is. Keep and sometimes, preaching. Well, you know, you got to recognize what you You're are. You're right. Keep preaching, man. And it's, it's serious. Like, he, it's he even a, tried to. I'm like, I'll, I'll go a little far here. He even tried to steal LeBron's limelight last night. How about, I mean, he had a heck of a game. I don't know what he's arguing with Darvin Ham about. 27 points in 28 well. minutes. Yeah, he was chucking him up even last night. Darwin was upset at a lack of effort, I believe, in the defensive end. Well, well most of these guys are traffic cones defensively. Oh, they all, especially LeBron last night. Like, we, we, we can talk about that for 20 minutes. Yeah, oh, we got oh, much. We'll talk about it with JVT. That Jordan now, guy never was. Come on back, NFL Talk next here on Big Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. How about this? Billy Walters, the Michael Jordan of sports betters, should that be the LeBron James of sports betters, reveals what's in his upcoming tell all book in a one hour special Thursday here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Brett Musburger sat down with Walters this week to discuss his life growing up in Kentucky, his move out here to Vegas. How he rose to fame as Vegas's most feared sports better, his relationship with golfer Phil Mickelson, his time in prison, and much, much more. Go to VEASAN.com for a sneak peek, including Walter's lean for Sunday's Super Bowl, and tune in for the full interview at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific time on Thursday. Amal, you and I were here uh, when Brent and Billy were getting ready for that interview. It, you know, there's a feeling when Billy's just in your presence. That, you know, we, we saw you were kidding about Michael Jordan or the LeBron James of sports betting, but you're like, whoa, that guy has a lot of things to say. Yeah. He's going to, he shared a lot of those things with Brent, but it's not every day that you have a guy like Billy Walters sitting down with our own Brent Musburger and having a tell all conversation about his life, which is absolutely fascinating, especially if you're a sports better. Yeah, absolutely. Two two legends in their respected fields and very highly respected, both of them. So it should be very interesting. Looking forward to seeing it. What about some, like, the Phil Mickelson part, which I cannot wait to, to find out what he reveals, you know, about his time in prison, some of it, of course, linked to Phil and some of the associations there. How do you feel about Phil live golf overall? Because I am not one of those people that goes, oh, I can't stand that guy, so therefore, I, I love golf. Phil's one of the greatest golfers of our generation, of all time. Like, the personal stuff that people have, and you can say this about any great athlete in any sport, you might find something you don't like about him. Does it deter you from watching some of these greats if you find out something that has nothing to do with the sport? that therefore might detract you from enjoying their, their success? Well, the reason why I don't watch live golf is because I don't watch golf. Right. <laughs> but it's not because of Phil. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. No. You also uh, can't really watch live golf. So, yeah, I don't that's hard to watch too. it. Yeah, yeah we're I trying to wait until they get on mainstream TV. The, yeah. um, but, no, my, my point is, um, look, I'm a capitalist. So, yeah. hey, listen, more power to you. If you can go out and earn, go do it. Uh, I got no qualms with it. And you know what? Sometimes these tours, whether it be uh, the PGA, the ATP, the WTA, the LPGA, they need to be shaken up a little bit sometimes, right? You have some of these monopolies. Look, I think DeMora Smith is the worst union head in sports. The NFL should have guaranteed contracts, mm. but somehow they don't. All they need to do is tell the union, listen, our contract expires in, I think now they're all the way to like 2030 or something, but in, in two years in advance, say, listen, we're going to sit this one out. If you guys aren't financially prepared, that's your problem. We're giving you a 24-month notice. We are sitting out. And we're not playing. 
And you know what? They're going to guarantee these contracts. Here's the reason why you should guarantee the contracts. All it does, it doesn't actually hurt the owners financially. All it does is hurt your product or your team for a couple of years because you're stuck with albatrosses of contracts. Right. But at the end of the day, it's still coming from a salary cap. Instead of a guy getting a four-year, $20 million deal and getting 10 guaranteed, why are you not guaranteeing the 20? To me, the Players Union has done such a poor job in the NFL in the most difficult sport, in my opinion. I would make the argument there are two other sports that have some challenges. Hockey can be, maybe not at that same level. And then NASCAR can be very dangerous, right? It can be lethal. So I think that's something that you take into consideration. But to me, if you're the NFLPA, that should be your number one sticking point. That's fascinating. And again... This is what's happening in the world of golf. It's definitely a shakeup now, whether you like it or not. Live golf is, is, is shook and it really is shaking the world of golf. Well, this week's a great example, Dave, right? We're, we got Phoenix Open going on this week. This is the fir- one of the first elevated tournaments we're going to see. Whoever wins this tournament this weekend is going to make more money than any major winner did last year. And that is a change brought on by Live Golf. Yep. Those are, those are exactly what yeah. you're talking about, actionable changes because of a rival league. If you want to go back to the 80s with the NFL, that's the only time I felt like they were ever pushed with the USFL. I agree. In the 80s, where it, it actually went to a court of law. I think it was a $1 settlement that happened that time. But like the USFL actually had uh, they had power, and they were taking away some of the best athletes coming out of college at that time, the Steve Youngs, the Reggie Whites, the Herschel Walkers of the world. Like That actually happened, and it made the NFL have to compete and change their, their business operation, and I think this is happening in the world of golf. I, you're absolutely right. I always said if you're Elon Musk or Bill Gates, the people that have this net worth that have the ability, I would actually destroy the NFL. Here's what I would do. Ooh. I would just come out, you know, they're worth, what, I don't know, 40. I haven't looked sure. at their recent uh, net worths. Yeah. You know, insane billions, right? The salaries for the NFL for the entire season, just based on a $200 million cap, you're talking $6.4 billion. You say to the players, listen, I'm going to guarantee it. I'm going to buy the I Basically, I'm going to take over. You guys come and play in my league. I just pay you guys. We're going to cut out the middleman of the ownership group. It, they, they could do that. By the way, there is a report today that the uh, commanders would be uh, close to a sale after the Super Bowl. And Jeff Bezos, although they keep denying it, feels like the front runner to take over the Washington Commanders. So stay tuned on that. Uh, certainly news from the NFL after we get out of the Super Bowl. We're going to talk, obviously, much more of the Super Bowl as we get closer well, to Super Sunday. Hopefully, uh, the Commanders' uh, employees are treated better than the previous administration. But based on what I've heard at Amazon, it may not be. I, I was going to say, what could go wrong? Let's talk a little college basketball today. And we've got Seton Hall, the kids the, in the hall. I, I the the, the congressman so, must hate working with me. That's what, well, I, I hate to say it, but it's like same thing for the Phoenix Suns, too. Jeez, like all these new changes in leadership. And it's for bad, bad reasons. That's for sure. Well, at least with Matashiba coming in, I think it's going to do pretty well, yes. right? The mortgage company that he's at in Michigan seems like things have gone extremely well. No complaints out of there. But I'm talking about with the commanders, oh, you've had absolute disarray, just mistreatment of employees, particularly female employees. Uh, it's not like Amazon is necessarily revered as some great company to work no, for. No, not at all. And again, I was there in D.C. for the last ownership change when Jack Kent Cook had passed away, mm-hmm. had given it to his brothers. And then it was Howard Milstein was leading a group. And at that time, if you want to go back to the late 90s, the, the NFL did not want Howard to take over the team. And here comes this knight in shining armor. That was Dan Snyder, and they thought he was the better option. How history has turned the tables on that decision. No question about it. I don't understand these owners. You've got all the money in the world. You don't have to be this way. I mean, if you want to sit there and sexually harass women, just go to Dubai. All the hooks are there on Instagram. (laughs) It feels like the days are running short for Dan Snyder (laughs) as the owner of the Washington Commanders. We'll keep an eye on that situation. I mentioned the kids in the hall. Seton Hall going to get four today against Creighton. Creighton's a team that I think a lot of people thought higher of before the season began as a real dark horse here to maybe make a Final Four type push. What do you make of Creighton on the road tonight going to lay that number of four? Tricky number here. Seton Hall has been far better than I anticipated this year. Shaheen Holloway has done a great job returning to his alma mater, took over from Monmouth. And by the way, have you seen – I'm sorry, he was at St. Peter's. Yep. Uh, But speaking of disasters, Monmouth has been a horrific team this year. That's a play I've got on later on we'll get into tonight. Mm -hmm. But um, tricky number here. I don't want to lay the four. I think this Creighton team with Kalkenbrenner having an injury earlier in the season impacted them. I think McDermott's team is still very dangerous. They can score points. They really are efficient offensively. Uh, tricky matchup here. This is kind of one you wait for an in-game opportunity, in my opinion. All right, so again, 134 is that total there uh, with Creighton on the road laying the four. Yeah, unless you love the hall here and you take them at home plus the four, I don't don't think it's a bad spot. Okay, but maybe an in-game scenario there. Okay. Cuse on Uh the road, Kelly. We're coming. 
Coming down there to Tallahassee, going to lay three and a half? I've never said this on the show before, but Dave, you don't just stroll into <laughs> Tallahassee on a Wednesday night, okay? <laughs> yeah, last That's time. what Jimmy B and company going to try to do. I'm, am I really going to lay three and a half with the orange on the road? Sure, I, sure, if you're drunk. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't feel like a prudent thing to do. First of all, I don't even understand this. The first thing I had to check out in this game was their critical injuries for for the Knowles because, you know, to me, it, it doesn't even make sense that right. this team right now, look, they lost Cameron Fletcher way back in December. They've adjusted. This team has been competitive in league play. Syracuse, it doesn't mean they can't win this game going away, but there's no way they should be laying this number on the road. You know, I said it last night with Wake Forest. How the hell is oh, North man. Carolina favorite? That taken to the woodshed last night. Yeah. I mean, UNC just got actually tore to post in that game. So Q's going to lay three and a half, high total, 149 and a half. Again, you got to think if you're Q's, this is a must win to even have an outside shot of thinking about the tournament and getting on a run in the ACC tournament to make a case and make a, and possibly get a bid. You can't lose tonight in Tallahassee. Dave, listen, you're a nice guy. And I've heard enough about you in this Q's tournament stuff. Unless we're talking about the NIT, there's no more conversations going to be had about this unless they're winning the ACC tournament. We'll talk about that on Monday, like March the Reverend Jackson 13th. said, keep hope alive. That's what I'm doing over here. <laughs> Uh, let's go to Iowa State against West Virginia. And right now, WVU, Huggy Bear and company, laying three and a half. This is one of those, some call it a system play, where it's unranked, favored, at home, against the ranked team. And the numbers do bear it out that it normally is pretty profitable. You're laying three and a half with the unranked Mountaineers against Iowa State. What do you make of it? I, You know, to me... Uh, almost heaven, baby. Take me home. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you take Amal me home with, with distracted by his phone. I was wondering what the hell was going the, on this time. I think that's what it was. They'll be playing it tonight in, in Morgantown after the W, laying the three and a half here with the Mounties. You know, uh, what was it last? It's week? one of my favorite songs, by the way. Yeah, but what, what they I have had it on like, my Spotify. I think they had fifty-five at the break the other day against it, Boomer Sooner. Yeah, there was no Boomer and Sooner there the was other no night. Boomer. Like, what's going on? Has Huggy Bear figured out offense all of a sudden? No, in the, listen, the problem is they're in such a good league. Yeah, like this is this is the issue. This, Mounties tonight at home, three and a half. Iowa State, remember we saw them have that debacle in uh, Lubbock a couple of weeks ago. Yep. All right, so we're going to uh, go with the with the Mounties there in Huggy Bear, lay that three and a half. When we come back, Steve Mackin and talk all things Super Bowl. Come on back. It's Big Bets here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of VSIN Big Bets is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke free and spit free satisfaction. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change, everyone's timeline is just a little bit different. Everyone is on their own journey. Whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zen will be there for you. So check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. This product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Back alongside Amal Shaw, Dave Ross here, rolling on this Wednesday edition. We're getting closer, Amal. Super Sunday is just, what, five days away now? Are we closer now? Do we have to talk about LeBron for five days till we get to the Super Bowl? Is that how this works? Like, we're waiting to get to this final crescendo of the NFL season. And it feels like for two weeks, we just kind of go, well, what can we talk about? I mean, we talk about college basketball. We talk about everybody, everything else. But we can officially really get into the weeds of the Super Bowl now from a betting perspective. And for that, we bring in Steve Mackinnon. You can follow him on Twitter at Steve Mackinnon. He, of course, is our VEASAN uh, editor. And, Steve, you've got some betting trends for the Super Bowl and I'm curious as exactly how you went about that and what you see and how you think it might be applicable to Sunday's big one. Well, where do you want to start, Dave? I guess I would say that there's plenty in the, in the, the article in the Super Bowl trends. Now, I think one thing that stands out to me uh, right off the bat, if you analyze recent Super Bowls, the good offenses tend to lose to the good defenses. And typically, the good offenses, or if you want to call them the better offenses, because they're usually both good offenses, the better offense is usually favored. That's not the case this year. It's kind of unusual. Hmm. That's a really interesting point you bring up there. And I think the teams that do reach that level, Steve, 
Uh, generally, defense, I think it's so overlooked in today's game, guys, because of how efficient the offenses are and the calls are geared towards the offenses. I know you've got an article coming out here. What are some of the things people can look forward towards uh, getting in terms of what they're going to be able to kind of maybe bet on or some information that's beneficial to them for Sunday's game? Okay, let's talk about what or expand upon what I just particularly said here. So uh, in the last 11 Super Bowls, the team that generated more yardage offensively over the course of the season is 1-10 straight up wow. and 0-11 against the spread. So Kansas City was the better offensive team in terms of yardage this season. When you look, when you flip it over the defensive side, the key mark is points per game allowed. Obviously, that's a the ultimate defensive measure, if you will. The better defensive team in terms of points allowed is has won the last seven Super Bowls while going six and one against the spread. That angle, of course, uh, favors Philly. Absolutely. Uh, those are eye-popping numbers. And again, we know that Kansas City right now comes in as the better offense, uh, Steve. And this one here, uh, up to two, Philadelphia 51 is the total right now. Again, when we talked last week, we saw it right around one and a half. So not a huge uh, jump there. But the total has gone up about a point, point and a half there, Steve. Uh, again, what are the numbers or the trends showing you there with the total as it's now ticked up to 51? Because I know we talked last week, 50 felt like a demarcation line. Yeah, you got to look at that 50-point mark. The 9-3, and three, the last 12 Super Bowls, where the total has been 50 or higher. Uh, however, on the opposite side of that argument, in the last 16 Super Bowls, where the line or the total has moved, betters have been correct in moving that total 10 of those 16 games. So they seem to be favoring and over here. Uh, I guess with these two quarterbacks and the and the potential of these offenses, uh, there is that chance that it, it does go over, but uh, I think uh, not enough respect being given to the defenses, in my opinion. Yeah, great point, though. The one thing, though, I would say is, though, the differential between these two teams from a uh, points differential is not as great as you may think on the surface. This year, I think Philly gave up, what, 20.2, Kansas City 21.7, mm-hmm. and in terms of just overall, um, Chiefs gave up 369, Eagles gave up 344. Steve, uh, in some of the differentials that you looked at, were they far greater than 25 points, or was this something comparable to this in terms of one-and-a-half points per game differential? Well, to me, it's it's interesting that you put it that way because, to me, the key differential in this game is Philadelphia's pass defense. Yeah. Philadelphia was number one in the in the NFL easily so in, in terms of sacks, uh, defensive efficiency in, the, in terms of pass yards per attempt, and total passing yardage allowed and obviously uh, Kansas City is going to rely on Patrick Mahomes to be a, a huge part of and how they generate points on Philadelphia they just haven't given up more points like that so I think in terms of if you look at these teams yeah they produce very similar but I think that passing defense of Philadelphia is the biggest point that uh, that has been maybe understated in this matchup I think that's an excellent point you make. I think it's a very fair and valid one. The only thing I would push back on is I'm going through the Eagles schedule Mm -hmm. and my God, when you look at some of the bags of dirt that they have played against that quarterback, you can work backwards on this schedule. The Giants, look, Daniel Jones ran the ball well against Minnesota. Um, They played the Giants. Andy Dalton, I don't think anyone's worried about the red rifle. Uh, The game against Dallas, they they, they did give up uh, 40 points in that one. I don't think Justin Fields bust in, in the Hallis Hall of Fame is being dedicated yet. <laughs> uh, Ryan Tannehill, the former wide receiver. Aaron Rodgers put up uh, 33 on them. Matt Ryan didn't do much. Who's the commander's quarterback? I don't even know who the stiff was. was that was Tan- Heineke. 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 Okay. Heineke, Heineke Monday night. Time, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Houston Texans. Kenny Pickett was playing around his first or second week. Uh, who was the kid from Dallas that was the backup that played? Cooper Rush. The great Rush. Cooper Rush. Cooper. Great, great Cooper Rush. They don't even call <laughs> I don't even call him that. And uh, where's he from? Central Michigan? <laughs> I think so. I mean, you know, all, all I'm saying is, and I think, Steve, you bring up a valid point, but I think the Eagles sometimes, their numbers are a little bit skewed. You know, if you're playing in the West, uh, the Western Athletic Conference and averaging 20 a night, it's not the same as, in my opinion, averaging 20 a night in the Big Ten. Okay, I will, uh, I'll counter you on two little points on that. Amal. Sure. And my effective, uh, so my effective numbers take into account the, the offensive uh, efficiency of the, of the opponent. And my effective numbers still have Philadelphia as the top passing defense. So okay, it does fair. take into account who they have played. Now, the other thing, 
I think the key point here is uh, Philadelphia's front line. And one thing that kind of scares me for Kansas City is what happened in the Super Bowl when they played the Tampa Bay front line two years ago? That team dominated Kansas City's offensive line. Uh, and it made things very uncomfortable for Mahomes. I, I, I'm not saying it's going to get to that level this week, but it has the potential to really disrupt what Mahomes is used to doing. Yeah, and uh, and Sue was on that D-line. He's on this one as well. well I, think, I think that's a very fair point, but Casey had three critical injuries on that offensive yeah. line. So I think, but I, Steve, I love the way you looked at it and you broke it down. Look, I think this is a really tough game to call. I think there's compelling arguments on the Philly side. There's arguments to be made on the Kansas City side. And to me, there's some probably prop bets that are a little bit better from a betting standpoint overall, unless you just feel like, hey, you love one side or the other. I, I personally think this is a tough, tough game to bet. Well, Steve, you've got some in, in uh, certainly uh, you can get it as a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Check it out. But you've got a list of props in a way to attack that prop market. Why don't you tell uh, a little bit of, the, of your strategy here for that? Okay, so I put together what I call an effective forecast. And I, the, one of the things that's key to start, that I started out with was how these teams have dominated time of possession lately. Yep. They've both been recently up around the 35-minute mark for times of possession against their opponents. Now, obviously, both teams cannot dominate time of possession. Uh, it, it, it's impossible, obviously. So uh, if, you, if you put that down to where you expect the teams to have the time of possession, you will see that what you expect from their offensive numbers are going to be less than they've been recently. So I started off with that type of methodology, looking at how many uh, minutes each team would kind of maybe have the ball. And then I based their effective uh, plays that they run per minute on that. And I generated all of my prop numbers based on that. Now it's interesting that I have Kansas city throwing about 37 passes in the game. If you look at, at the prop that's available for Mahomes, he has 30, I believe it was like 38 and a half. I look back too at the last 10 games that Mahomes has played. In the games he's uh, attempted uh, less than 40 passes, he's only averaged 234 yards passing per game. His his passing prop total is about 50 or 60 yards more than that. Ooh, that is certainly a, a, a huge variance there. And, and Steve, you're right. I've been, Amal and I have talked about it a lot in the show through the year, through the football season. And I've been a big proponent of when you play the Eagles, take the ball first. Because I know in today's NFL, teams just defer to the second half. And the Eagles are the king of coming down, getting that first score. They typically go no huddle, right? And it's normally like even with the no huddle, it's like a five, six-minute drive. They're up 7 nothing, and then they put the opposing team on their heels the rest of the game. That's been the system for them. But conversely, you're right. Kansas City likes to do the same thing. Yeah, you, you think you, – you... Both teams are going to want to maybe control that. For certainly Philly, you're going to want to control the ball with your running game. Uh, and that includes Jalen Hurts, obviously, running the football. So uh, he's a big part of that. Now, Mahomes isn't going to be involved in running the football. They, they got, and I don't know how much Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to be involved in the game plan coming back from yep. IR, but, uh, but typically they've leaned on one back recently. So uh, I like Philly's running game a little better than Kansas City's and their, their ability to control the ball a little more. Well, Steve, I just appreciate that you didn't take a four-day uh, four sabbatical from the show so we could talk to you today and not talk Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be an interesting decision made out of that uh, process. Yeah, absolutely. Steve, enjoy this, the uh, Super Bowl on Sunday, my friend. We always appreciate the conversation. We'll catch up again next week. Come on back. More talk here for the NFL and beyond on Big Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football fans, we are all set for Super Sunday, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be. Win big with tons of specials on February 12th, like our same gay parlay, Bet and Get, live Bet and Get, and Football Squares. You can win up to 10K in bonus money instantly by playing our exclusive Bet River Squares this Super Bowl Sunday. Place $10 or more in qualifying bets. You're going to get a square in the house. If your numbers on the square match the final score of the game, you're going to win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligible bonuses, and credit use. Full terms and conditions available at BetRiversSquares.com. Back alongside Amal Shaw, Dave Ross here. We mentioned that with Steve Mackinnon here in the last segment, our VC editor. It is two right now, and 51 is the total. I suspect the total might go up even a little bit more before we get to Super Sunday. Remember, it's about 49 and a half, so that has already gone up a point and a half. That wouldn't necessarily deter me if you're on the side of the over, but there will get a, a spot if it gets to 52 where you start to go, maybe the, the, you've extracted the, the value is now gone in that number. Yeah, I would agree with you there. And, uh, you know, what was it, 50 and a half earlier? 49 and a half. It was, it was as low as 49 wow. and a half, yeah. And then that, that quickly shot back move, up yeah. to 50 and a half. You know, again, I think people that are coming to Las Vegas, in general, there's about 300,000 people that come in for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you have an opportunity, sign up for an app somewhere here so you have an in-game opportunity. Because let's say the opening drive, somebody gets stopped. The number could drop. You know, you can get... 49 and a half, maybe 48 and a half at that point in time. Who knows how it plays out? Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Let's say they take a long drive, have a turnover in the red zone, six minutes off the clock. I mean, obviously that would have an impact on the total, but I think you could potentially still get a number that you would like if you're looking for an over, or if you get an early touchdown, you like the under, and let's say it goes to 54 and a half, 55 and a half, you can come back with a potential under there. So definitely some options there. And I think it's something to consider if you don't love one side or the total in this game. I absolutely think that's a very astute observation. If you're coming in town, you've got the the opportunity to sign up for one because that is the best way to stay ahead of those numbers. When we get to super Sunday, I do want to have uh, talk some other NFL news and notes that we we've seen around the league here. And I think one of importance here in the desert is that Derek Carr is now going to talk to the new Orleans saints. And I believe those conversations are going to happen today. This is with, team permission and what that says to me is okay if you guys because Derek Carr does have a no trade clause right so if Derek talks to the Saints and Dennis Allen and he feels like this is a good potential marriage then the Raiders could try to work out a deal and actually get some compensation in in, via trade versus having to cut him before they would take a big salary hit uh, coming up here in the not too distant future what do you make of those talks? And do you think Derek Carr might be a good fit in New Orleans? Well, I mean, it's an upgrade over Andy Dalton, right? Uh, the one thing is when you look at this team, you've got a guy in Olave who's a young emerging talent. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's definitely some options there. I, I just don't like the way this played out between the Raiders and Carr. I didn't, I didn't understand all of a sudden why this guy needs to go packing. That, that was really strange to me. Well, again, and Derek Carr says like he's biting his tongue a little bit. Why? 
Yeah, I, I don't know exactly. I don't, I don't get it all either, Bo. Yo, he's like, I can't really tell you guys, but one day I'll tell the whole story. One day when nobody cares who you are? I, it's just, I mean, for as much as we talk about bad quarterbacks in this league, I mean, look, nobody's ever sat, or we, we haven't sat here and said, Derek Carr's a top five quarterback or a top ten quarterback in this league, but he's still better than a lot of the other ones out there, and man, I feel like he's just being discarded like he's complete garbage right now. Well, this is the problem, though. This is what we bring up all the time when we talk about the quarterback carousel, and I, I made mention of it, you can't handle the truth, months ago. We got a quarterback crisis in the league where Derek Carr is going to be, he's going to get a new job. He's going to be a starting quarterback somewhere else because there's just not the next guy to replace him. I mean, that, that's the problem with the league right now. And that's why we're going to see four or five first-round quarterbacks go this year in the NFL draft where everybody's looking for the next guy because the current guys aren't very good. Four. I, I still think there might be a wild card fifth. I don't know who it is, but it's going to be like Sting. You can't be LeBron James and just make stuff up. <laughs> I mean, give me a break. There is not a fifth quarterback. Who is it? Tanner McKee out of Stanford? It could be. No. Somebody's going to reach... Did you see Jordan Love being a first-round quarterback when the Packers reached to get him? I thought he had a chance. But we, I think we all thought, what? No, no, I was surprised the Packers drafted him. No, 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 no. The team drafting him was the surprise. I didn't think Jordan Love going in the first round was that much of a shocker. Okay. I, that, that, that's fair, but this is revisionist. I get it, but uh, he, I don't think he wants to go college football here with me. Kelly. No, 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 no. I don't. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think there's going to be five and, and we know there's going to be four. Anthony Richardson is a lock to be a first round pick at this stage. I think oh no, two. there's no question. He's going to be a top the, 10. No, no, no. There's going to be four guys, right? It'll be the two guys that should go in the top of the draft. Stroud and young. Yep. Uh, you will can, Levis, the great, why the, the great will Levis. Yeah. Uh, he should be working for Levi's based on his performance. <laughs> Will Levi's. Uh, Billy Levi's. Yeah. Billy Levi's. And, uh, <laughs> and of course, uh, yeah, Anthony Richardson. Here's the thing. People are going to look at Anthony Richardson and go, wow, this guy, physically, he's got all the tools. I can develop him. And then you're going to find out, yo, this guy throws worm burners. And, and my, my point is, I think what you we're kind of saying something, but we're saying it in different ways. I don't think you believe there is a fifth quarterback worthy of being a first-round pick. I think that's fair. I think there's only two quarterbacks worthy of a first-round right. pick. My point is the desperation in the league. Somebody's going to shoot up the draft board. Somebody's, and I don't know who's going to be like projected right now as a fifth-round pick. Somebody's going to go, oh, you know what? This is my diamond in the rough. This is my Brady. This is my Dak. This is my Kirk Cousins. Sixth, fourth, and fourth-round picks. And I'm not going to wait. And play roulette with the other GMs out there. I'm going to go up and get this guy in the late first round. I don't know who exactly that's going to be the fast riser, but I believe there will be a fifth guy, a mystery quarterback that will end up going in the first round. Well, counselor, you're not going to sway the jury by giving examples of fourth, fourth, and sixth round guys. But those so, guys are all still guys. Well, one's just retired, but I'm no, talking no, about that. You I, know. I get your point. I, I still, you know, look, I'm not suggesting or implying I thought Brady was going to be a great player, but if you watched him at Michigan, sure. Him being a sixth-round pick made no sense to me. I, I mean, I always say, you want to see Brady's greatness in Michigan, just put on the Alabama Orange Bowl. He put Him and David Terrell put on a clinic. I think Terrell went, what, seventh, eighth, or tenth, something like that, yeah. to the Bears yep. that year? I mean, Brady was unbelievable in that game. All, all I'm saying is, I just don't think there's enough quarterbacks right now this year that you look at and you go, hey, this is a guy we want to burden a first-round pick on. Because if you look at some of these other guys that are out there, you're going to have some talented players that you can take. I think you have to really be in desperate need or mode for a quarterback. And when you've already had certain projects that haven't worked out, why take a guy like Tanner McKee in the first round when you can go get him in the second or third round? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I actually I agree with your observation. But what I am banking on is the stupidity of draft rooms and that somebody will go, you know what? This kid out of BYU, let's make him the second overall pick. Like, it's going to happen again because if those who don't remember the past are condemned to repeat it, and I've just seen too many drafts where once the first four go in the top ten and those back, you know, what, 20 teams in the NFL go, I got to get a quarterback. So that's what I'm banking on if I'm playing that. We'll find out where the numbers come for the NFL draft, if it's four and a half, if it's four. What the, it, By the way, if the number is four, and I don't care how much it's used, I'm taking the over. Because I know I won't lose the wager. But, but here, here's my question. Scenario, what, do you do if, push. what do you do if it's four and a half? Because I don't think it's going to be four because a four is a lock. Four yeah. is a lock. It's, it's an, a certainty. 
Unless yes. somebody gets well, injured between now and the college. I mean, I'm going to lean on smarter people than myself when it comes to college football. But, I mean, so I in think, his case, that would be everybody. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But four and a half a ball, I think I'm hammering the under. I don't care what that's, the price is. I agree is. with yeah. you. That's why I'm asking Dave, if it's four and a half, what are you doing? These, are, these are the bets, though, that you have to make. If you're betting the NFL draft, you have to be confident in betting something like that, right? It is the... The, the slimmest of margins, right? But that's a difference. That's a, that's oh, a massive difference in the NFL draft, betting-wise. Absolutely. If it's four and a half and I'm getting plus money, I'm getting good plus money, I will take a flyer. I'm not going to bet a, a ton on it, by the way. It won't, will not be a big bet. I would take a, a wager on the stupidity of, of GMs in the NFL as they've misfired so many off so many times before on bad quarterback picks in the first round that they'll do it again. I, History tells me that somebody will jump up like a Jordan Love and go, I'm going to go grab this. Remember, Green Bay traded yeah, up. Yeah, trade back into the first round. Exactly. Yeah. They did that. I saw it happen. It will happen again because too many GMs make this mistake year after year after year. Boy, Dave, you are really on this campaign, man. Just remember, come November, we might be voting you out. <laughs> I just All I know is I don't see anybody else in this draft that's even a viable option. Who's number five to you, Amal, before we run out yeah. of time? No matter the, what round they go in, if it's Tanner third, McKeek? fourth round, who's number five? Tanner McKeek is – I can't even think of any other stiffs. Jay Hayner? Ooh, he, no. he's the one. No, 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 You wouldn't pick Jake Hayner to run fives at the Y because he's so small. Jaron Hall. No, not, not the kid from BYU. Aiden O'Connell, Clayton Toon. Hey, Clayton Toon Clayton threw more dirt balls. Tim Cummins, Kelly. Max, yeah. uh, Max Duggan, Duggan, Stenson, no. Bennett. No. Dorian Thompson, Robinson. No, you know who would have been number five? Would have been Hendon Hooker if he wasn't already on AARP. Okay. So there will not, it will be four Hendon quarterbacks Hatchie. drafted, Dave, and that's it. Hendon, Hooker, Hendon Hooker would have been five, <laughs> not in the first round. But his age and the knee injury the, are both a factor for well, him. Well, the knee injury is the one that killed him. Yeah, right? but he still wouldn't have been a first-rounder. It would have been interesting if he was a Heisman candidate, if he potentially could have won the Heisman. And, again, we'll talk more about this uh, in the coming weeks here. But when we come back, let's dip our toe, both feet in college basketball, next here on Big Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.